Hey traders, Akil Stokes here. Welcome back to another episode of the Trading Coach Podcast, coming your way three times a week, each and every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on your favorite podcasting and music streaming apps. Thanks as always for taking a few minutes to join me for my uh, weekly rants, weekly lessons, whatever you want to call these things. Uh, today we're going to talk a little bit about, about uh, the business side of trading, about prop firms, about proper expectations. But first, I want to give a little bit of a shameless plug because I don't do this enough. If you guys are interested in the tier one trading platform and you want to try things out, in fact, I always recommend trying things out before actually becoming a member. Make sure you take part of our 14-day risk-free trial on the platform. It gives you two weeks to try out the live rooms, to try out some of the training courses, to try out the software, and of course, network and mingle with the community of traders. Again, I recommend doing that before signing up for a regular membership just to make sure that we are the right fit for you before investing any type of money. Uh, we call it risk-free because there's no type of sleazy auto bill or anything like that. It's a dollar to sign up. Once your 14 days are up, you just lose access, simple as that. So head over to www.tier1trading.com and check it out. Now, a few topics today, and you guys, you know, I do these off the top of the head, so I probably should have organized my thought process first, but I want to talk a little bit about trading um, business, a little bit about prop firm and, and expectations, because these are three questions that I got on this uh, beautiful Friday morning, which I'm recording this. And I want to start things off by saying that my goal, right, my goal since I got into trading education and why I really fell in love with it um, is really because it gives me a chance to give back, right? You know, it's very important in my life that I give back. I'm, I'm, me and my wife are really big on charity. In general, I just, I feel like I want to be a helpful person. That's one of the reasons I coach track and field as well at the school I went to because it gives me, you know, I feel like that school did a great job of helping me become the man I am today. And, and I want to be able to be that influential figure and, and really play a part in the future of our, you know, society, the future of the, the human race, whatever you want to call it. And on the coaching side, obviously that helps in, in, in taking people or for track and field, it helps with taking people during that delicate transitional age from going from kind of teenager to adult and getting ready for the real world. In trading, it helps people that are kind of on that next level for the most part, for people that are looking to gain control over their finances, people that are looking to become more financially educated, people that are maybe tired of being in a position where they are powerless and, and you know, basically their future is determined by someone else. And, and that's big. Um, because once upon a time I was in that same scenario, I was in a scenario where, you know, I was working three jobs. My future was determined on, you know, depending on how someone else felt, whether they want to keep me around or fire me. And I, I was just never comfortable doing that. And I took a leap of faith. I struggled for a very long time, um, but eventually landed on my feet, found success. And, and on the other side of that struggle, I, I just realized how great things really are when you are in complete control, when you don't only have financial freedom, but you have freedom of time. And, and I'll tell you what, you know, you, you hear a lot of people talk about the difference between freedom of time and financial freedom. Once you experience freedom of time, it's not even a competition about what is more important, especially speaking as someone who has, you know, two young children around. But it's tough because trading has, a, you know, really a negative light on it. It, it is a historically, uh, I don't want to say historically, but at least, uh, you know, 
<laughs> historically in the internet days, I guess, it is a very sleazy business where there are a lot of scammers out there. There are a lot of people selling you false dreams and a lot of people are doing this just to really pad their own pockets. They don't really care about helping you achieve anything. It's basically, hey, this is what you want to hear. I'm going to say it. You give me that check. I make money and, and you know, whatever happens to you happens to you. And, and we see that in all aspects in life, but I think it's a little bit easier in trading because, you know, it's easy to sell a dream of get rich quick with no work. And that, that's what a lot of people want, instant gratification. So when you can deliver that, at least deliver that message, um, it is intriguing to many people with the wrong mindset. So creating the right mindset is something that we've worked very, very hard on doing and, and we've been very deliberate with what we believe is the right mindset and the way to approach and think about trading. Um, we've been very consistent with that message as well. And over the years, we've taken a, a, you know, a lot of hits because of that. We've had a lot of people that were upset with us for kind of, I don't know, for ruining their scam or a lot of people that just didn't want to believe it. They didn't want to hear the truth. So you know how it is. Instead of having a growth mindset and being opening to listening, they have a fixed mindset and they just want to yell and scream at you. Um, but Speaking from a perspective now where I've been doing this, the teaching side of things since what, 2012, um, it's really, really cool to see just how far we've come and I'm excited to see where we can go in the next 10 years. And I got a cool message from a trader the other day that said this. He said, first of all, Akil, I want to thank you. Uh, thank you both. He was sending this message to me and, and Jason Greystone, but I want to thank you guys both for creating Tier 1 Trading and explaining in great details all about trading, starting from psychology, mindset, managing people's expectations and focus on the journey more than the outcome. You're definitely standing out of the crowd. And what I found interesting about that, that was a small portion of the email, was that he mentioned nothing about the strategy, nothing about the techniques, all about mindset, focus, approach, and proper expectations, because that's what's important in trading. If, if you don't handle that side of things first, that strategy, that technique, it's all going to be worthless because you're going to consistently put yourself in bad positions. But what's also cool is when you lay that foundation of a solid mindset and you work from that, you start to view the rest of the journey very differently. Right. Another email I got said, Akil just wanted to say that it wouldn't be possible. Um, this we were uh, give you kind of a, a background in the conversation. We're having a conversation about a trader who has been working on a trading plan and doing the testing and going through that whole kind of process and finally is, is at the point where he's almost ready. He's almost ready. So he says, I just want to say that um, this really wouldn't be possible without your help. In 2018, it seemed impossible for me. I would finally have a plan uh, that I would finally have a plan that I'm fully confident about. 16 months on the platform isn't much compared to 10 years um, of trying and quitting. And what he's referring to is kind of what we talk about when... It seems uh, when you're going through the journey, it seems like it takes forever. But again, once you get on the outside, the other side, it goes quick. You know, in my personal journey, I struggled for two years. And during those two years, it felt like the longest two years of my life. Um, but I've been profitable for 13, consistently profitable for 13 years after that. And now all of a sudden, those two years feel like a blip. But you don't get that perspective until either you're done or unless you line up those expectations the right way, unless you tell yourself, hey, I am willing to sacrifice two years of pain and discomfort um, for 30 years of pleasure. And when you look at it from that perspective, if I gave you that deal, hey, would you suffer for two years? If I can give you 30, 40 years of pleasure, who wouldn't take that deal? Um, but 
the problem is most people aren't thinking about it. They're, they, instead of seeing the 30 years of pleasure, they're seeing the two years of pain and, and either they're not willing to accept two years of pain, meaning they don't have the drive to push through it, or they just don't believe you. Wait, two years? You're telling me I got to be like, wait, did you mean two months? Did you mean two days? Two years? Oh, no, that's way too long. And because they don't want to accept what the reality of trading is, and it's not two years for everyone, but usually between 12 and 18 months, right? And they don't want to accept the reality of trading. They go to the person or the source that's going to tell them what they already want to hear. They already have in their mind that, hey, I can be a consistently profitable trader in two weeks. So I'm just going to keep asking someone until I find a little video that says, hey, I can make you profitable in two weeks. And then boom, right? They've given you just what you want to hear. Scammer wins, you lose, right? So with that in mind, just the kind of the mindset of proper expectations, I had a cool conversation with a trader this morning who is who's thinking about the, the next part of his journey and, and starting to research prop firms. And prop firms are one of the ways that we recommend you take your trading skill and turn it into a business. One, you can trade strictly for yourself. If you're someone that wants to go full time and, and maybe quit your job, it's going to be very difficult to do. And unless you're swinging a big stick, it's going to take, I always just, just to give a random high number, $200,000 to trade completely full time off of your trading and not put yourself in any type of danger and, and really live a comfortable life, right? The worst thing you want to do is trade full time and, and still be living nickel to dime, right? That's not the point. Um, so at least $200,000 to trade, uh, to, to trade to be comfortable, right? But that's one way to do it. Another way is you can become an educator. You can run a signal service. You can manage money or you can work for a prop firm. And a prop firm is basically like, you know, you're instead of managing, I guess you're, man, you're instead of managing other people's money, you're managing the firm's money. You're trading the firm's money. So it's a little bit like managing other people's money, but you don't have to go through all the shenanigans of uh, uh, that, that come with managing money for other people. And, and the stress is going to be a little bit different as well. Trust me. Um, but we were talking a lot about that. And we recently had a trader who got funded for $100,000, um, which is cool. He's going to work on trying to get uh, up to $300,000 by the end of the year. We have a handful of traders that are about to, probably by the time you hear this podcast, are about to go through the same process of evaluation and, and, and hopefully meeting those performance results. And then getting funded on their own right. So kind of the, the big thing that's been happening here at tier one over this COVID time is people are having more time to, to cross the T's and dot the I's and, and, and really dial down on their trading, get their self set up in a way that's going to be prop firm friendly. And what I mean by prop firm friendly is this, right? So when you look to work at a prop firm or go through the application process, the review process, right? Um, they're going to have specific requirements that need to be met. And, and these, these requirements are going to be different depending on where you go. Like you may have a prop firm that says, hey, you, we need you to create a 20% return in six months, but you can only take a 10% drawdown. Or other ones are like, hey, we just want a 7% return in three months, but you can only take a 4% drawdown, right? The key is, right, with the, the good ones and most of them, that drawdown is going to be small. And what I mean by drawdown for you guys that aren't new, when we talk about your maximum allowable drawdown, it's how much of your account percentage-wise can you lose um, before they cut you off, right? So there's two parts of a trade, right? Everyone, everyone kind of focuses on the return. So it's like, hey, Akil made a 50% return this year. So at the end of the day, right, I returned 50% on my initial investment. 
Um, the other side of that is the drawdown. So what type of hit, how many steps backward did I need to take to get that 50% return, right? So I think all of you would be excited with a 50% return per year, but if I took a 50% drawdown in order to get that 50% return, now all of a sudden that's not too appealing, is it? That means at some point during the year, I lost half my account. And I can tell you from personal experience, the one thing that wealthy individuals don't like doing, the one thing that businesses who give you money to trade don't like doing is they don't like losing a massive amount of money, right? Risk, right? Con conserving risk is, is the number one key. So they'd rather take a shot on someone that has a 20% return per year with a 5% maximum drawdown than someone with a 50% return per year with a 50% max drawdown. So the max drawdown is the thing that we're really focused on. And that's where the difference comes in with most traders, right? I'm a conservative trader, right? My number one goal is don't go broke, don't go broke, don't go broke. It's kind of like an old uh, poker reference, right? As long as you have a chip and a chair, you can play the game, right? If you have money, you can get a seat at the table. If you have a seat at the table, you have a chance to win and make more money, right? Once you don't have money, guess what? You can't sit at the table. You can't play the game. You have no way to make an income. So I am very risk averse, right? I want to conserve my capital. That is the, the number one goal. And when we talk about mindset with the traders on the platform, we're always saying, hey, the number one thing needs to be keep that drawdown tight. Um, and if you're going to be doing something for like a prop firm, well, that mindset needs to be elevated to the next level. Keep it tighter. And what's the question? One of the questions I got is that it was asking, you know, is a 4% drawdown too low or, or not too low, but is it, I guess, like a, an unachievable result? Or, you know, is it possible to stay above 10% double digit with the drawdown? And the answer is yes. And, and this is where having all of those numbers comes in handy, right? So when you go through that back testing process, you're, you know, there are many, many benefits of the back testing process. I actually got another question the other day about which is more valuable. Is it a keel? What's more valuable in back testing? Is it the psychological benefits of going through it and seeing the trades and, 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 uh, and uh, really working on your RAS, your reticular activating system to see what you need to see? Is it mentally going through the ups and downs and seeing that, hey, I had a bad month here, but I was able to bounce back and still be profitable? Is it that part or is it the actual numbers, right? The, the, the quantitative stuff. And I said, well, it's both. It's both. One of the biggest benefits of manual backtesting is trading psychology. Obviously, it's not going to be the same as trading live or, or even trading demo, but it's going to give you confidence in your system because as you're going through hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of trades, years and years and years and years, you're experiencing those hot streaks where you get emotionally high, right? You're experiencing them low streaks where you get a little bit, or those uh, losing streaks where you get a little bit depressed and you're kind of seeing the end result. You're saying to yourself, hey, I can have this big losing streak and still rebound from it, huh? And then when you convert that over to live trading, you know, again, you still have to work on it. It's going to take experience. But in the back of your head, at least you have some type of belief that you can rely on. So um, that's important. What else is important are the numbers. You know, obviously you want to see, right, does your strategy work? That's why the numbers are important. Because guess what? If you spend 10 years back testing something and it's not profitable, do you want to take it live? Probably not. But What's cool about once you have those numbers, once you have all the stats, once you have the return on investment, all the fun stuff, and you put it into our money management spreadsheet, that's when you can start finagling the stats and playing with stuff like risk, right? Uh, you can maximize it to say, hey, if I was really, really aggressive, what type of return can I get? 
And of course, with that type of return, what type of drawdown I'm going to get? Or if I want to be really, really conservative, what type of drawdown am I going to get if I reduce it, right? So when you're, when you're looking at these prop firms or whatnot, and they're giving you these requirements where it says, hey, you have to stay above 10%. And let's say your stats normally, the way you, you are personally trading, you're okay taking a, a 13% or a 15% drawdown. It's not the end of the world. All you have to go in there, all you have to do is go in there and play with the numbers. So go into those stats that you already have, whether it's historical, whether it's live, whether it's a combination of both, and play with the numbers. Okay, prop firm A requires I stay above 10%. Right now in my trading, I have a, a you know a 15% hit, right? Historically, how can I clean that up? and you start making tweaks. What if I trade instead of 2% per trade? What if I drop that down to 1%? How would that adjust my equity curve? What if I went from 1% to 0.5%, right? How, if you were to become more conservative in your position sizing, obviously that is going to shrink your drawdown. It's also gonna shrink your profits as well, right? It's gonna, your, your return on investment is going to become lower. But remember, what's the goal here? Your goal isn't to make as much money as possible. And I know that is still foreign to many of you. The goal is not to make as much money as possible. It's to lose as little as possible. That's not only true for personal trading, at least in my opinion, it should be true for personal trading, but it's true if you're working for someone who is giving you money to trade and they're saying, hey, be careful with my money. I don't really care how much you make, just don't blow it. So you can set yourself up to see what it would take to be within those guidelines. And then when it comes to your evaluation period, right, when it comes to your trial period, your tryout for these prop firms, instead of trading with quote unquote, your normal way of trading, trade with that adjusted way, trade with purpose to meet their expectations. And what's typically gonna happen in, in many cases, right? Many cases, a lot of these guys will give you a very, uh, at least, at least the, the good ones, will give you a very low drawdown figure and there's sometimes a little bit of leeway with that. And I say that because I think, uh, you know, and, and again, I, I, I don't own a prop firm. I never worked for one. So, you know, I'm, I'm just guessing at the top of my head. My guess is that they give you that number purposely because they want to scare away traders, right? We have, I mentioned this earlier, we have a $1, right, trial membership, 14 days for $1. Now, think about it. Are we making any money off of that $1? Hmm. No, no real money is made off trial memberships for a dollar. So what is the purpose? How can we decide it to charge a dollar instead of offer it for free? Well, guess what? From a business perspective, there is a massive difference in the type of client you attract when you charge as little as a dollar, right? You'd be surprised with, 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 how much of a divide, right, in the, the seriousness of a trader is caused by investing any type of money in education, any type of money, right? People with the wrong mindset are going to refuse to pay anything. I can say, hey, well, I was gonna say a super secret strategy, they'd probably pay for that, but they're gonna refuse to pay a dollar because they're looking for the shortcut, they're looking for the freebie, right? People that are looking for the shortcut, looking for the freebie, those typically aren't serious people about whatever that profession may be. So by simply charging a dollar, what we're doing is we're filtering out a massive amount of traders that are just going to be a waste of time, a massive amount of traders that are going to come on the platform and really be toxic. They're going to be a cancer to the rest of our community. Our community is the most important thing we have. And we've been able to keep it troll free. 
troll-free since 2017. Maybe one or two, but they usually uh, they usually leave pretty quickly. So doing that is basically our 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 filtration process of making sure we're working with serious traders. So when these prop firms give you those 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 numbers, like a t like you got to stay within a 10% drawdown, and I, and many of them charge as well to take their the take their whatever their their deal. Um, what they're doing is they're eliminating any trader that was like, hey, I make 100% return a year, <clears throat> but I took a 50% drawdown to get there. They're eliminating those traders. They're working with traders who have the right mindset. And if you speak to any professional trader, I, I, I can't name one in my lifetime that I spoke to where drawdown and risk management isn't the number one concern. I can't name a trader that I've speak, spoken to, a professional trader who said, oh, I don't care about risk management. I'm trying to make as much money as possible. Oh, here goes the little guy. What's going on, buddy? How you doing? Yeah, you've got a banana in your mouth. So here's the deal, right? I'm recording a podcast. So I'm going to have to remove you. You want to say hi real quick to the people on here? Your mouth is full. Say hi. Hi. There you go. Now you're famous. All right. Here, go back to mommy, okay? Can you go back to mommy? I'll be out in a little bit. Thank you, buddy. There we go, guys. The joys of working from home. No privacy. <laughs> um, and I, of course, I lost my, my, my train of thought, but... Um, yeah, so I think the reason they have that barrier in there is to make sure they're they're attracting the right type of trader. Make sure they're attracting people with the right mindset. And once you get past that level, and once you prove yourself to be consistently profitable, once you prove to have kind of um, overcome that threshold, I wouldn't be surprised if they lightened up a little bit. They say, yeah, you know what? We can give you a little bit more leeway to take a bigger drawdown. And that's when, once again, you can go back into your uh, your stats, you can tweak it a little bit, become more aggressive, and now you can create a larger return on investment while still maintaining those drawdown limits. So I guess the point of this podcast is a, a few things, right? One, you have to have the right expectations. You have to have the right mindset, the right idea about trading going in. And two, if you've done things the correct way, right, not only just learning and, and whatnot, but once you've back tested and you've data collected and again, you've thrown things into that money management position sizing spreadsheet, you don't have to do the work all over again. All you have to do is adjust your game plan for the new game situation that you're going to.